Iconic Talk. This is your community podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. And if you want local knowledge, you have come to the right place. Well, I have once again with me Miss Megan Eanes in the house. How are you? I'm good. This How is are week you? number two. I know. You know, I feel like that, you know, there's a saying that goes, if it happens once, okay, that's just circumstance. If it happens twice, then, okay, you're making a pattern. If it happens a third time, then it's turning to tradition and you're stuck. So this is number two for you. Yes. We're, we're making some progress. You well, know, Thanks for having me back. This is all part of the interview process, I Great. think. Great. Yes, yes. We're, we're going to haze you some more with some more <laughs> crazy conversations about real estate and community. Well, what, obviously, what just happened this past weekend is apple blossom, mm-hmm. right? We talked about it last week. Did you run? I ran. Yay. And it was... Still painful as expected, but I survived and I didn't fall over and I didn't pull anything and I didn't pass out. Um, I finished the race and there were people that were still running behind me, so I wasn't dead last. That's a good thing. Yeah. And but when after the race was done and I was looking at the results, I see there were 60 year olds, 70 year olds who were running way faster than me as well. But you know what? I don't care. I finished two weeks in a row for a 10K. You know, one in Richmond, one in Winchester, that's a lot. So what what, what were you just saying when we started this conversation about yeah. one time? It's- yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Right, exactly. Don't remind me. So I'm the, both times were meant to be with my son. Mm-hmm. And the first time he had to stay back in town and not travel to Richmond with us as a family. And he was supposed to run with me then. And then um, Apple Blossom is kind of a thing that he's a runner and he's done it once before. Um and he went camping instead. Didn't participate in Apple Blossom this weekend. So I was by myself. Then I was going to run with Dave Spence. Right. The day before the race, he texts me saying, I was just out on a jog, kind of prepping, and I pulled my calf. Oh. So he bailed on me too. And so I have to go by myself, hanging out, just like prepping for the race and hundreds of people all around me. I see plenty of people, so don't don't feel too sorry for me. I see, I know people in town. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about it is that almost every other block, there's people on the side of the street. It was like a parade. We're running down the streets, and people are clapping and cheering. It's all those people excited for Apple Blossom yeah, to start. And- yeah, and who knew how many people that knew me, but I had at least seven or eight different cat calls of people saying hey go mark and i'm like turning around like halfway dying and i'm like who i have to wave to them right. acknowledge of that, course you do. that they are cheering for me and yeah so thank you for those of you people out there who cheered me on got me through well see now you've done it twice does that make you an official 10k runner that's what everybody's asking me it's painful to say the answer is no i mean i there's no way I'm going to keep running. So does this mean there's another one coming up this weekend that no. you're going to do? No, no, no. Thanks for asking, but no. <laughs> taking definitely a break. Okay. Taking a big break. But Apple Blossom, I think, was a big success. You, if you participated, you probably saw the crowds, the midway, the the sports breakfast, really good stars that were out there for the sports 
I, and you? you? I, I actually, well, I, I did a few things. Okay. Um, we always go every year to Midway, and we start out at like 10 o'clock when it first opens. Yep. So we go, we do um, about two hours worth of stuff. My kids and get to do their pull-ups with the Marines, and this year was fun because we got to, we stopped at the Air Force booth, and of course oh, my oldest yeah. is active duty Air Force, and then my um, other son, Ben, is now um, the West Virginia Air National Guard. So cool. that was kind of fun. So yep. we got a few things from the Air Force and had a good chat with them. But my kids love doing all the, the things that like the Navy has when they're yeah. set up at Midway. So they had like a cornhole boards that were yes. out there too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had all kinds of different things. So we did that and we came back home about noon. We get out of there right before the stag luncheon lets out. Good. So, yes. Yeah. And then we uh, we tried to go. We ended up going to the carnival, I guess, on Saturday around noon, and there was nobody there. So that was a perfect time to mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. So we did a few things. Cool. Well, I was working at the um, at Fellowship Bible Church where it was the prayer lunch, and that went well. But in the middle of it, I was hanging out, kind of connecting with some of the local Frederick County police and sheriffs who were there just kind of monitoring the scene and they're like getting information from their radios something's going on down the road down middle road and i'm we're asking around what's going on like like is there something bad that's about ready to happen they're like no dairy queen is on fire blaze flames smoke coming out of the roof on that friday morning so we had to people had to announce at the prayer breakfast lunch prayer brunch that you couldn't go down Middle Road to leave because it was all shut off and all the fire trucks, there's a whole scene. I, I think it's doing okay, but it was like a big, big deal that Dairy Queen was shut down on fire. And I think they're still shut down for now. We drove past um, Saturday, didn't really notice anything. Yeah. Um, especially after being at the carnival, we were going to grab some food there. And then it's like $16 for three chicken tenders of course. and, the, and sure. 10 fries. Yeah. So we were looking for something, thought about it for a moment. So it looked like it was okay. Well, nobody's there now. I mean, they're, <laughs> it's, they're, closed. It's, it's closed. No more business for Dairy Queen until they fix that up. So maybe we'll have to keep you posted on that. Well, um, yeah, it was a good good weekend. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff happened. Um, fireworks I did, did the fireman's parade. I had, I went to a party where it, it was, um, they asked to wear some sort of fedora hat. So you might see pictures on social media out there with me in a fedora hat. Um, and went to another different, you bounced around from party to party of people that you know, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Just seeing the people being around the, the local townies, as we as we call them. But next year, hopefully we'll have another big parade. The weather was great. Yes, the weather was perfect. Can't beat it. So I, you know, here's what I'm thinking about our next topic of conversation is to be. Um, you're a mother. Yes. Right? Yes. Mother's Day is coming up around the corner. Mm-hmm. Give us your best Mother's Day story. What do you like about Mother's Day being a mother? I don't know if I have like one story particular, but just kind of something that shaped what I like to do on Mother's Day. We went to Blandy Farm for many, many years with my mom growing up, and it just became something. We'd always buy plants, and then we'd go home and usually plant something. So mm-hmm. it's turned into I'm not even a big gardener. I'm kind of, uh, you tell me where to plant it and how deep to dig, and then I'll do that. So <laughs> if my mom's it. not there telling me, I'm yeah. not very good with, uh, I do not have a green thumb. But my favorite thing to do on Mother's Day is to be at home and be outside with my family and doing something with flowers or planting something. And last year, my husband, I'm sorry, two years ago, my husband and kids built me a flower box. Cool. Which was probably one of the, my best Mother's Day gifts. So what did you put in it? 
Um, they put, I don't even remember what they put in, a couple different flowers, which were, I guess they're annuals. Are they, so they kind of spring, I don't know enough about flowers. Sorry. Uh, it's they, either, whatever one doesn't come back. Oh, okay. Um, so actually I have mint in it right now. And of course the mint died over winter, but it's really hard to kill mint. So now I have yeah. a whole bunch of mint in this big cool. you know, flower thing. Cool. You can make, so that's the other thing that's happening this weekend is the Kentucky Derby. You can make yourself some mint julep oh, drinks. that's right. Yeah. If you have a bunch of mints, we'll come over to your house and we'll ground it up. And throw, a, throw a fancy hat on. Fancy and hat you for. You can wear your fedora again. <laughs> for the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's my Mother's Day. And my, my brother and my sister and I started, um, we've taken my mom out a couple times to just do something as adults without our, our her grandchildren, our children with us. So that's kind of been fun to go back to the original group, just yeah. my mother and her three children. Yeah, yeah. I have, my, I have a good Mother's Day story and a bad one. You know, so my mom, she's in Williamsburg and we... We'll visit every now and then, but the probably one of the best ones growing up was that we just love going to church and bringing flowers and going out to a really fancy like brunch, you know. So that's that's always been stuck in my mind that we go to church and we go out to a big fancy brunch kind of dinner thing. So she doesn't have to cook or prepare or do anything. My dad was very adamant about making sure that like she doesn't do any kind of work, you know, for mm-hmm. her s- special day. Right, you know, it's a good dad. Take good take husband. the day off, you know. So we'll try to bring her breakfast in bed. I remember being like seven or eight years old doing that, and then again, he after church is always a big deal, just going out to lunch. So that sets up the negative story. So two years ago is in the middle of COVID, right? Two thousand twenty, things are shut down. Our church that we go to is not meeting. Nobody's meeting. Everything is being done from home. And I have my kids in the house with me. We're hanging out around the house mm-hmm. all the time as a family. Everybody listening knows those moments, right? Yes. The, the horror of being, being together, together with your family all the, all the time. time. Every day. <laughs> Every day. So my version of that story in 2020 is my kids are old enough now. I think at the time they were uh, 18 and 15. So they, they can fend for themselves. I'm, I'm not seeing my mother that day. I'm going to call her. I'm, I sent her a gift for that day. But my wife is not my mother. It's, she's the mother of our two kids. Our two kids need to celebrate their mother, that's, right? That's what my husband says all the right? time. And I'm, I keep saying something to him. He's like, hey, you're not my mother. I have a mother. We talk to the yeah. children. Yeah. So, okay, maybe I'll do something special and make sure that, like, you know, my wife's taken care of. But, again, this is Mother's Day. It's not Wife's Day. So maybe I'm wrong for this. You can go ahead and call me out and correct me. But here is my mistake. I'm assuming my boys are recognizing that Mother's Day is up. I'm, I think I mentioned it to them once or twice. I'm like, just make sure you do something. I didn't follow up on that. I didn't follow through and be like, did you get a card? Did you do a gift? What are your plans? They're old. They can figure this out. They're, they're big boys by now. Obviously not big enough. So the day we all sleep in, it's great. Um, no breakfast in bed. No cards, no nothing yet. We start just kind of doing life. Everyone's fending for themselves, making their own food, coming and going and around the house, you know. And by the time one or two o'clock comes around, she's like, what's happening here? You know, she's like cleaning the kitchen. She gets out the vacuum cleaner. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I have things to do. So it meant from my standpoint, I'm like, my dad has trained us to make sure that the mom of the day doesn't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. So I go to the boys. I'm like, what are you like? Do you have anything? No. 
do you have a card? No. Go figure something out. She overhears all this. It turns into a huge big scene because she's like, well, everyone's out for themselves. Nobody's doing anything for me. I'm just going to go out and go on a walk. You guys can fend for yourselves. It was a huge blow up. Ended up being where it was so bad that she's like, you guys just leave. So we left. I went to go play golf. With yes, took one of my boys with me. The other one didn't want to come, and she was just fuming at the house the rest of the day. Never, we have not lived that down yet. I got thrown under the bus for not prepping the kids. They got thrown under the bus for not doing anything. And the Mother's Day of 2020 COVID year was chalked that up as a big negative. So So I've learned. I was going to say, it sounds like you have learned that, no, it's not Wife's Day, but it kind of is. It kind of is. Because if yes. it doesn't get done right, it's going to come down on, on the husband. It is big time. Mm-hmm. Came down. Yes, have not lived that down yet. So I've already gone. Um, hopefully she's not listening to this, but I've already gone to the store and bought some cards for my 20-year-old and 17-year-old boys in case they can't fit. They both have their driver's license now. They both can fend for themselves. They both have their own money. I think I'll work on that this week and make sure that by Sunday, things are queued up. And I've lined up a nice brunch appointment at 1 o'clock on Sunday so we can kind of have our entire feast together. And we'll see. We'll see if they can show up for that. Sounds like yeah. you've got a couple of years of having to uh-huh. make up for. There's been <laughs> birthdays, <laughs> Mother's Days, mm-hmm. you name it. You get on list Christmases. I Yeah, many. I I'm still paying my penance for that lost Mother's Day. I love handmade gifts and cards. Handmade? Yes. I love it when they they make me something. See, it's like when they're little, they do do that Mm -hmm. stuff. Then when they're teenagers, they're not making anything. But if you love it. I I love it. And my favorite thing is handmade cards. So my kids are really good at doing that. And my husband does not write. He doesn't like to write. But he will go get me the fancy card, uh-huh. and he will actually write in it. And to me, that's better than any gift. Perfect. So, so you're you're easy to please, I yes. guess. When yes. it comes to now, to- my wife is very easy to please too. But when it progressed during the day of like realizing, okay, nobody's doing anything. What is happening here? Mm-hmm. And then you compound that with, yeah, we've been in the same house. <laughs> For like five weeks by that point of the shutdown. I have a very yeah. funny Father's Day story. Uh-huh. Which if I get to come back around uh-huh. Father's yes, Day, of I course. might share that one. <laughs> we will hold off on the Father's Day stories. Well, um, we, let's move on to a segment that we haven't done in a really long time on this podcast. But it's HGTV says what? Uh-huh. And they, we have, I, I'll be honest with you, I canceled my what was YouTube TV subscription mm-hmm. um, because it started getting expensive and we realized we're only watching one or two shows anyway. So we canceled it. I'm a completely app-based house now. So I'm not watching HGTV anymore. And I bet there could be a lot of people that have that trend. But what I do know is they still have their, their big dream house giveaway. And I've been seeing promotions about that on some of the streaming services. They're probably trying to promote people to come back to watch HGTV because it's maybe a, a fading network. Mm-hmm. But to, I mean, they have their own app, I think, but it's challenging. Have you ever subscribed to the Dream House I have giveaway? Probably five different times. Uh-huh. It's been several years since I have. And I think the Lake Tahoe one might be the last one that I remember. Yeah. And I always try to figure out, okay, 
you, you win, you get the card. I think you get some money too. And it's uh-huh. like, how are you going to use this house? Right. Am I really going to move into this house? And is it really in Lake Tahoe? Am I going yes. to live there? Yeah. Now right. this one, okay. I, I would consider. Where is it? it would, uh, was it Wilmington? Wilmington, North Carolina. Yes. And they're calling it an HGTV Smart Home 2022. Smart Home means they deck this thing out with every cool feature of technology. We're talking bathrooms that have stuff in it that just music and lights on, lights off, all the different smart windows that open and close all the time for you. It looks pretty cool. And it's on waterfront. It says um, luxury living, they are calling it. Waterside escape packed with high-tech design located in Wilmington, North Carolina, according to the website. So you have you um, submitted your... I did. I have submitted one entry so your far. Your entry now? Okay. So I'm, I'll have to get on that and start doing. I think you can do one a day. Oh, you can keep... I think so. Submitting an entry once mm-hmm. a day? And I think wow. when you sign up, there's a, a check mark, you can, a box you can check that will allow you to get emails that remind you to um, fill out the uh, entry every Interesting. day. Interesting. I like it. Now, here's some behind-the-scenes facts that you might not know. If you do a little bit of digging and find out what happens behind the scenes after these winners win, what really happens, there's an article that I saw that they started this um, giveaway contest back in 1997. So oh, they've wow. given away, I think, 21 different, I think it was more than, more than 21, um, different homes over the years. And many people have won, obviously, but there are some people that take a cash prize giveaway Instead of a house. Oh, I I never, I guess I kind of wondered what happened or if anybody did anything with it, but that's kind of, that's fascinating. Yeah. So according to People Magazine, this lady named Emily was determined to win and she put in entries, maybe at that time was two times a day and her husband did as well. And the prize was worth more than $1.8 million. And in 2018, the prize meant that the winner would also get a Honda Accord, um, $250,000 $250,000 for income and property taxes and a house in the state of Washington at the time. They took money. Wow. Not the house. And then here's the other dirt about it all. What do you do about taxes? So they give you money for taxes, but is that enough? And they're saying that of the 21 people at the time of this story being written that have been contest winners, six people decided to live in the house for over a year. Only six. That's crazy. Right? So HGTV is creating this huge, big, fancy marketing ploy to give away a house, but people aren't taking it. They're either taking cash or they're taking it and then they're selling it to like a developer or they're, uh, yeah, then obviously they have to give the money away. So the the Lake Tahoe one that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. um, that was 2014. They ended up having to owe the IRS over $300,000. The because people that won it? The one in Lake Tahoe. Oh, that's awful. According to this article. So do I... So aren't, aren't you glad you didn't win that one? Like, do I want to keep putting <laughs> in entries? <laughs> yeah. I think you've got to be willing to up and move. Because um, a lot of these are, you know, obviously not where we live. There's not going to be an HGTV how dream house in Winchester, yeah. Virginia. No, of not in Winchester. Plenty of other dream houses here, sure. but not theirs. Yeah. So according to this other... Um, news report country living magazine was saying that the contest one contest winner it came with a federal income tax bill that is seven hundred thousand dollars i'm like i guess it depends on how fancy the house is right and they have to assess it 
And so that's why people are taking cash. It says the cash alternative, on the other hand, carries a federal tax liability closer to $500,000. No real estate tax and none of the maintenance utilities or relocation stuff. So what is happening here with a big dream house giveaway? Is it even worth it? And so HGTV is like, this is just good marking for us we'll have a big fancy giveaway we'll collect all the people's information so now you're going to go retract your given your email aren't you mm, yeah, well we'll see i'm going to just add it to the spam folder add then. it to the spam folder it's just fascinating so another one of those things of what is hgtv did what like good job on the marketing though. wow they know what they're doing well moving on to social media what is in the news with social media here in Winchester, Virginia. Obviously, Apple Blossom is a big, big news-worthy item. If you look at um, our Icon real estate postings, you saw all of our families and pictures and things that we did. But um, it's funny to see the pink and green. I I think plenty of people's postings that I saw, I'm not going to pin one out, but some of the crazy things that people wear, yes, me and my fedora, obviously, but the pink jackets and the all the bells and whistles of flowery dresses and but then some of the things that people aren't wearing too that that is very true maybe what you might have seen on the midway once or twice probably i think it was still a little too cool earlier in the morning on friday for that but yes i definitely have seen it my favorite was we were getting ready to park um, I think it was the Boscow or the Braddock Street parking garage, uh-huh. and somebody crossed the street in front of us with the pink pants and yes. the green blazer and a pink and green bow tie, and it was it was on point. Yes, yeah. yeah. Here's one that's I even we can look at it together, but it's posted by Winchester VA Realtor. It's just like uh, you know somebody in town, and um, it's a bunch of ladies in their green shirts with little pink blossoms, and they're all holding their drinks and bent over and here's i'll describe it it's probably i'd say 10 or 11 ladies and there's like two rows of people one in the back and then ladies in the front it's the typical sorority pose that you see Mm -hmm. bent over half squat leaning down leaning forward smiling holding their drinks why do why do people why do guys don't do that they don't squat like why do ladies feel the need to like Bend down and squat in front of a picture like that and look over. Is but it, still, you can fit everybody in there because so you, you get the in? front row and the back row without anybody having to sit. Now, I actually have pictures uh-huh. of, of a group of friends of ours. And um, the, one of the guy friends will actually do like the little cheesy pose with his, oh, his no. face in his hands and he will squat down for the pictures. So, so it's. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm not a girl. I, I understand the, the need to. And also because I'm tall. Right. So I'm going to stand in the back no matter what. And that's kind of how I've always been. I'm like, yeah. I'm tall and I have bad knees, so I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, forget. I'm not going <laughs> to squat. Sorry. So if you're in a lineup in a picture of two or three rows. I'm in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give the cheesy sorority squat. Sorry. All right. What have you seen on, on social media? Um, the Holderness family. I'm not sure if anybody oh, has heard of them. I love the Holderness family. I think they, they actually just won the Amazing Race. The no oldest, way. Yes. The oldest couple. And they won the Amazing Race. No way. Yes. I need to go watch that yes. season. So they it, it just had happened. But um, I, I I love watching them. Um I have ADD, and I that's how I end up finding it was because that's yeah. what uh, Penn has on there, the dad. And so they're always posting stuff. Sure. And, it, and it's it's pretty true. But um, they had a list of 20 things to kids today will never understand. Nice. 
So I'll, I won't read all of them, but all a right. couple of them Let's were just um, blowing into your video game to get it to work again. So I think we're looking at like the oh, 80s, aren't you? Well, yeah, like the Ataris. If right, it got you dust, dust in it. When you put the cartridge mm-hmm. into it to play, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work well. Yeah, um, okay. Rewinding mixtapes with a pencil. Yeah. Using the eraser. Well, Done actually, that. The, yeah, the, sure. that was a popular one. Okay. Um, the glorious sound of dial-up internet. Oh, our, yes. Our kids will never. They'd, painful. They'd have no clue what that was. Yes. This one is one of my favorites. Answering the phone without knowing who was calling. Yeah. The days of mm-hmm. not knowing. I mean, right now, my cell phone will sometimes say unknown, and I'm definitely not answering that. But for the most part, yeah. You see everybody's names, numbers, even if it's a number that's not in your contacts. Yes, Apple is doing that. that. Names are popping up. Same thing with Android. Sure. It happens with mine, too. So there's, um, let's see. Oh, calling the number, the time number for the to get the time and temperature for the day's <laughs> forecast. <laughs> It, and I don't know if it's on here, but that makes me think of um, the movie theater at the the Apple Blossom um, Theater, yeah. where you would, if you wanted to know what movies were playing, you called the number. Yeah, yeah. See, they're our same people. They're our yes. same age. Yes, they are. They, yes, they are our age. They're impressive. If you have not, I mean, kind of, if right. you're listening to our podcast, you've got to be tech savvy, and you've you've probably seen or heard of the Holderness family. They're, mm-hmm. My wife even got me a T-shirt. Oh, did she? And it just has a logo on it. that says "Currently Adulting." Yes. That's one of their classic lines. Yes, it lines. is. I, I just yes. I love their stuff. They've just got all kinds of good things. Oh, this is another good one. Having to watch your favorite show on the exact time and day that it's on TV. Oh, yeah. No. Why would we do that? I know. No, no <laughs> recording it and watching it whenever. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, yeah, social media. Keep putting st- funny stuff out there. We will share the funny things. Um, so last little segment, what's happening in the world of Winchester coming up? Um, we love to promote the local events and things of that nature. What have you seen coming up here, Megan? Well, again, one of my favorite things that I did growing up was the garden fair at Blandy Farm. So and when you go there, they have all kinds of different um, crafts, but a lot of it are plants that you can um, buy. And they've mm-hmm. got snacks and kind of some vendor food there, too. But it's uh, $10 per car. So huh. when you go, pile as many people yeah. in into one car, and you just pay admission for your car load. Cool. So Love that it. is from Saturday from 7 to 9 in the morning. Um, or sorry, Saturday, Saturday the 7th from 9 to 4, and Sunday on the 8th from 9 to 4 also. Yep. Plus, even last week, we talked about the the Mother's Day yes. um, James brunch, Charles James Charles. Brunch. That I might change my plans. I might do that instead of the brunch that I've already booked and planned. You might need to hurry because I was reading this morning. I yeah. think that their one o'clock is sold out, and oh. they have um, they had I think this morning ten tickets left for the earlier session. All so right. if you're thinking about it, thinking about it, better book it now. Yep, do it quick. Well, what I found is so interesting and unique, and I think we might have shared this last year on one of our newer episodes. But the city of Winchester puts on a walking tour of Old Town, and they do it during spring and summer and early fall season. So it starts in May and goes through October. Well, it kicks off this coming Friday, so tomorrow. It starts the first um, tour of the season. And what they do is they go around and and show you all the different local sites about Winchester, experience the 275 years of history on the walking mall and what goes on with, with Winchester. It's so fascinating to me that they tell you to meet at two 
North Cameron Street. That is the building that we are in like that while like a we're familiar address. recording this episode at Icon. They should we should just call the city and say you need to go to Icon Real Estate, and right in front of our doors is where the tour guide will start. Maybe we need to have a little sign that says the tour starts tour here. Tour starts here. Tour starts Absolutely. here. Absolutely. And promoted by Icon. We are promoting you guys, the city of Winchester. So yes. as we're promoting that here on this episode, you can kind of give us a shout out to say, go to Icon, also known as the Kurtz Building. We can, I'm sure they will give fascinating information about the Kurtz Building. It was like a, a originally a furniture, I think, store, um, warehouse where they would build that. So there's fascinating stories they'll probably share about ghosts and things like that of the building as well. I'm going to have to plug my ears uh-huh. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in it, so don't worry about it. But anyway, so it starts Friday night, 6 o'clock, in front of the building there at Icon Real Estate, and it happens the first and third Fridays at 6 o'clock, but it also happens on the second and fourth Sundays at 4 p.m. So you can go to the city um, website for that. It's called visitwinchesterva.com and hear about information about Winchester. It says $10 payable to the guide. So you don't even have to register. You can call and make a reservation, but um, I'm sure if you just showed up, they'll take you. I'm sure there's so much stuff that we don't know about Winchester. And I've lived here the majority of my life. Yeah, exactly. So I'm definitely going to be doing that someday. I can't do tomorrow, but sometime later down the road, we can make a big rally and have everybody go around town and have a tour together. I think that'd be fun. Cool. Well, um, Anything closing on your end, Megan? I mean, this second episode for you is feeling good. No, it's, yep. I, I really enjoyed this. This is fun. Yep. I love having you. And so for all of you guys watching, or not watching, there's no visual here, but <laughs> listening to us, um, thanks for joining us. We, we hope you learned something from today's episode and look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. We appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. And if you have a moment, we'd love it if you would leave us a rating and a review. And if you're enjoying listening, take a moment to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. Yep. Until next time. Thanks, Iconic. Iconic.